Welcome. Good e- good evening. Hello, uh, everybody. Is it Thursday? Is it is it Thursday yet? Thursday yet? You may, certainly, you may certainly try to make it Thursday. Uh, welcome to episode 31 of Lawfully Chaotic. Um, with me, as always, are my awesome co-hosts, Jason Baldrick of TTRPG Academy, and Sharon Smith, the wonderful Barry Bot, and her ears. Uh, <laughs> and every um, year, your pink, uh, gamer chair. I, and your gamer, yeah, and your pink time, gamer yeah. chair, yeah. Um, I am Brian Weiss of RPG and & Company, and uh, we welcome you. To the show tonight. Tonight, we are going to be rolling characters and talking about character creation and with help from the chat. So this should be really fun. We're going to do three different methods of character rolling um, and uh, and bring the chat into that. We're going to spend the first uh, 10 minutes or so talking about character creation so we can give a chance for everybody to get on and then uh, dive into the, to the chaos. Um... Yes. I want to thank Sharon for her research on how to be a DM, <laughs> which was yeah. supposed to be tonight's topic. <laughs> and like an idiot, I got the ad out this morning and focused on our rolling characters show, which was at a later date. So, Sharon, seems my job is to make your job more difficult. Sorry about that. You know, it goes along with the theme of lawfully chaotic. You know, there has to be some chaos involved. I'm the there lawful part. I think that just works out. There you go. Perfect. That's going in the mission statement. <laughs> Once every five episodes must do things wrong and badly. Anyway. Um, all right. Uh, first of all, any uh, any announcements? Jason. Um. Table number 10 should be announced um, within the next week or so um, as I am tackling divergence with my new campaign framework. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think that's really the only thing I got announcing uh, announceable from uh, from that part of the world. Uh, okay. Tuesday night may become a private brand table. Um, I'm either going to do it online or in studio. I don't know yet. Um uh, primarily because I, I now that my Monday night game is you know live in our game room, I'm having a hard time right now. You know, going back to um, you know online for Tuesday, so I'm kind of thinking you know Tuesday may be another live in the studio one. I just cool. don't know if I want to include in the new framework or uh, you know the new framework I built or do a different one. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of getting the bug too to get back in person. Yeah. So, uh, Sharon, got any uh, announcements? Hey, guys, I don't really have any announcements other than that uh, I had my uh, recent D&D session last Saturday for the Graying Lands. We will be off for this weekend. So if you haven't already, feel free to check us out. Uh, There are are multiple VODs on the channel right now. So feel free to check us out when you have a chance. The D&D Club Twitch. Awesome. Um, announcements. Oh, I have, uh, so I, I am collaborating. Uh, we are collaborating as we build this empire of creativity, uh, uh, with Brian, the bearded nerd. Um, and I am, he has given me permission to share his document for character creation prompts, which fits perfectly into tonight's show. So he and I, he 
has been working on that. I have taken it from him and given it a pretty face and some makeup. And um, we are going to be offering that as a digital download. Uh, no way. Yep. None too soon. But we get to preview it tonight. Also, I took my first foray into resin casting. I made a little healing potion here. <laughs> Mostly cool. because after 30 years of play, I can still not fucking remember how many dice you roll <laughs> for a fucking right. healing potion. But, uh, yep, just like that. I'm going to do a – it's not done. I'm going to do a wax seal and whatnot. There's some some hearts in there. But this was a super simple kind of test run for, for resin pouring. And I got to tell you, even after something as simple as this, I have new – appreciation for all of the fantastic dice makers out there and what mm. they do with resin uh for real um <laughs> acrylic yeah. molds baby acrylic yep. molds yep um rubber like 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 i know the one that Callista has she's got a dice mold and i think we picked up um acrylic filler to like experiment with it so but that would be pretty cool yeah it's it's i'm gonna do some more of these um Lots of I don't glitter. know. Lots of glitter. I got some mica powder, which is like, oh my god! So the mica powder, which I'm sure anybody who's done resin casting is familiar with, is like, it's like Nova glitter. Okay, it's mm-hmm. glitter to the nth degree. You think glitter gets everywhere? You fucking look at this shit, and it's all over the house. <laughs> it's what it's what the face snort on a Friday night, yeah, and right. wake up Monday morning. Oh my God! If you sneeze into a jar of this, you might as well just move. <laughs> anyway, um, okay, uh, let's uh, let's start talking about um, character creation. How dare you? How dare? Yeah. You? Well, well, and I think to preface this conversation about character creation, I rarely ever get to create them. Like I, I mostly create narrative player characters. That's what I focus on. Either um, characters designed for the campaign or designed for storytelling or designed to support the narrative, however they're going to be interjected. So I'm actually kind of looking forward to building a character for once. I think that'd be kind of nice. Awesome. Um, Sharon's yeah. a like, professional. I think she's got like 1,200 characters built somewhere. I'm almost oh, positive. Oh, you know. <laughs> I just, I just, try to, so try to be modest with that number. So, <laughs> you have as many characters as I have dice. <laughs> um, it's funny because I just created a new character. For, so my OG crew, um, one of us has uh, offered to start a new, another new campaign. Um, so I get to roll another new character. I, I am a gnome turned Dampier paladin. What? Now yeah. come on. And his name is Steve. You're being dark boy edgy. You're just being what? dark. You're being dark boy edgy. You're just being you're just being uh, a goth. Right? <laughs> goth hey, yeah. so Gary just popped in. He's our DM. <laughs> Are you done yet? Am I done yet with two weeks to go? That's a stupid question, Gary. You know I have two weeks more of fiddling around to do. Come on. How long have you known me? <laughs> um, I mean, gnomes are in now, Jason. So it's, I'm not. Yeah, so what do you got against short people, Jason? Oh, it's not about gnomes. It's about the goth stuff. You, the goth stuff. Be goth. 
No, he's Clearly not. That's what you're going for. No, he's very outgoing. He's not. He's actually not so goth. Um, I think oh I'm going to have a, a real fun. Goth yeah. can be outgoing. Um, <laughs> he has to wear black nail polish to the games now. <laughs> yes, I agree. Black shirt. No, I think I'm going to. I'm going. I think I'm going to have a, an interesting time playing the uh, the Dampier nature versus the the paladin. The, but it's vengeance, oath of vengeance. So mm. I got a whole backstory wrote. wrote I got a whole backstory wrote, but um, yeah, is it all spelled wrote? the same way you wrote? Yep, <laughs> I was born long ago in a little gnome town. Um, so so okay, so you have so so <laughs> it's gonna be a great episode tonight, <laughs> Gary. You might want to grab an extra funny? beer. I know. Wouldn't it be funny if there was like a witch who couldn't spell and she she'd make terrible spell casting? <laughs> Wait. This, like this, so so Matt is also uh in the in the group. Just wanted yep. to first was the hey, anger Matt. at one day eating customation, then you created a happy cup. <laughs> right? That's what I was talking about. Totally. Fuck totally. you. <laughs> you didn't have a you didn't have like it in mind to make it a tea play. You just went right for gothy, happy gothy no No, because yeah. I I like the non- well, I, I could say non-tropey, although this may be tropey as hell. But no, I like putting together shit that does not normally fit. And the idea of a gnome paladin just makes me laugh. Mm, that's fair. Cher, what's your huh. next character going to be? Because you're in a campaign that's going to wrap up pretty soon. I don't know. I think I'm leaning towards more tiefling, maybe a samurai class. I don't know. Ooh. Ooh, I like yeah. That. But I'm also looking forward to tonight's character creation because, chat, you are going to help me create a character, oh, whether it's super suave or super on silly. Chat, not on us. That's right. Yeah. So the crap <laughs> that we end up with is all your guys' fault. Matt, are you done with your character, by the way, or are you just still farting around on Hero Forge? That's what we've been doing. That's what we've been doing for the past two days: is building our tokens for Roll Twenty on Hero oh my gosh. Forge. <laughs> It's been a really productive week. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, okay, All so right. Sharon, okay, so we're going to uh we're gonna try to explore three different methods of creating a character here. So Jason <laughs> so Jason <laughs> Jason is going to utilize uh an online tool that oh, you Tetracube. Tetracube that you yep. will reveal. Mm -hmm. Sharon, you are going to basically run through like a normal character creation, but with chat's uh, input. Is that correct? Okay. Yeah, you and me, chat. <laughs> okay. And then I am going to do a completely randomized character. I'm going to try to roll for everything. Race, scores, class, everything, and just see what kind of mishmash uh, we end up with. But but we're looking to chat to uh, um, to help us through this. This is so, going to be great. Um, I was hoping that like Vince would be on and uh, and those guys. So well, let's spend another five minutes or so just talking about character creation and, and where the inspiration comes from. Like, how do you guys approach character creation? Hmm. Ooh, I think we should start with Barry on this one because okay, I know well. I, I know I love Mira. I think Mira's an amazing character. I I love her too. She's great. And you know, you may actually have to change your social tag to Mirabot. 
<laughs> no, or change it to Mirror Metrics. Mirror, Mirror Metrics. metrics. <laughs> well, that should be your website URL. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like for this samurai character I want to make. It's more of kind of like a rip off, sort of of uh, or a I don't borrow. Or a borrowed. Just a borrow. I humbly borrowed from uh, this franchise. Um, I don't know if you guys ever played Tekken, but there's this character named uh, Yoshimitsu. I remember Yoshimitsu. Yeah, he's so cool. So sorry, guys. I didn't mean to blast out (laughs) yours. Um, But I I was thinking, like, or maybe I should make it a human variant samurai because i was thinking like it would be cool if uh this samurai uh was just like a ghost and that every time they put their mask on they're they're like in their human form or whatever but when Ooh. they take it off they're like this like ghostly form i don't know like oh, they're like a skeleton go, and they're ghostly you could use the what's the japanese mythology of the fox the many-tailed fox which is actually like Nine-tailed? a female yeah which is like a female spirit yeah, uh, or, Love or Death Oni. Robots. Did Oni, it. is it an Oni? No, Oni is... Uh, well, uh, Oni no. are just like uh, bad spirits, I believe. Maybe I, it is. I think Love Death Robots did Oh, the... Kitsune. Yeah, Kitsune. Yeah, that's Thank it. you. Both Gary yeah. and Torchseer, yeah. Hi, guys. Oh, see, Gary is the the pragmat the pragmatist. <laughs> what what don't we have? <laughs> um, yeah, so I think it would be super interesting to like play a class that isn't like. I'm not sure if samurais are spell casting, but no, I don't think they are. But well, but I think like it would be cool to do a melee class. Yeah. So what are you? But I'm what, excited for that. So what what do you? Where do you get your inspiration for coming up with a character? And I don't mean like, you know, I'm basing it off of this character from a TV show, but how do you decide where you, I guess I should say, how do you decide where you will pull your inspiration from? How do you decide, like, what are you going to be? What are you going to do? I think, I think more of just feeling like, I guess like feeling the mood of what you want to play in. Because, like, to be fair, like, the other character that I was playing when I was, uh, when I'm playing Mira, uh, was Kiros Cabernet. And she was a, uh, tiefling rogue arcane trickster. And she was, like, completely different to Mira. Like, just, she'll, she'll start a bar fight, essentially. She's that, (laughs) yeah, she's that person. And, and that was my feeling behind creating that character is like, I need to jump out of this person that I'm so accustomed to playing and do something completely different. I want to have like a stark opposite of this person. So that was my drive for the, uh, the rogue. So okay. I think it is, I think it is about feeling. Well, how much of the campaign do you think you need? To what about for you guys? Your... Well, well, Hey bear. Are you there? Mm. Can you guys hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? <laughs> no, my, I'm Hello? getting... Hello? Hello? No, it's I'm not getting, on! <laughs> I, I'm getting latency. So we have oh. a huge fire going on right now. We have a 23 or 25,000 acre fire not more than a mile from here. Oh, so, shit. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. It's the biggest one in Southern California right now. Oh, um, God. 
we've been doing horse rescue for the last couple of days. Uh, but oh, no, so, but Bear, do you think you need to know about the campaign as you go to pick? And I think and so, but but then there's also like those characters where you just make on the fly just because like it just mm. hits you with like a lightning bolt, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the same thing. So you asked where I, I generally, um, so it's funny. I like playing non, and and I'm going to get called out for this in about 30 <laughs> seconds. I know it. So Matt, I hope your ears are on. Um, I like to play non, uh, like I don't like min max as you guys know. Okay. I like to, to try to do race and class mixes that are, outside the ordinary i would say non-tropey characters even though by the time i'm done they end up tropey as hell <laughs> like the gnome goth vampire paladin but uh but like you know with the gnome paladin or i have a dwarf war mage um um you know that so i i like to i also very much like what do i want to play i generally start with class Right, I decide what class I want to play, and then I give thought to what race uh, I want to play. But I always like to try to create something that doesn't necessarily work together, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, um, just to try playing something different. And I and I think the and I, I like to make up the 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 mechanical shortcomings uh, through role play. Is it good to make chaotic characters, do you think? Like, and actually play them in, like, a serious campaign? Sure, why not? If if you play it well... I mean, chaos... Chaotic character does not necessarily mean a murder hobo. Like, hey, can I buy a drink? How much is that? Five silver. Fuck you, Slice. (laughs) Well, I was thinking, like... What's that um, elephant race? What are they called? Luxodons. Luxodons. So I I saw a meme post saying that they're going to make their Luxodon character a rogue. So that way they don't de- detect the elephant in the room. <laughs> <laughs> they ignore the elephant in the room. <laughs> That's brilliant. Oh my God, oh my God. That would be an awesome like racial feature. Like if you stand still you have plus 10 to stealth because nobody wants to acknowledge you're there. <laughs> that is funny. Oh my God. That's, That's awesome. In chat, if you have any fun character creations that you have made, feel free to share them. I would love to hear them. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> I haven't delved into any really exotic races yet. Really? Interestingly enough, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess a well, what do you vampire stylize, What do you stylize as an exotic race? I think anything outside of probably the player's handbook, um, I would say, are exotic races. So, like, basically anything like in Tasha's and yeah. UA and a lot of those. Kobolds. I think a kobold would be fun Ooh, as hell. As yeah. long as it's a kobold. A L D. Well, I guess for me it would be a kobold. <laughs> um, Jace, what about you? Where do you? Well, you said you never create characters, so I, you have well, no inspiration. I, you know, I 
it's funny. Sometimes I'll create them just to learn the mechanics a little bit and uh -huh. see a uh, player's point of view about how they, you know, interact with their characters sometimes. That's um, a really interesting um, point. Like, I, like, so from a stylized perspective of a character, right? Um, whenever I'm, whenever I feel like just building a character because I just want to experiment what what players are doing to build characters, mm -hmm. I find myself tending to build them very, very, very not to the stats. Like I love experimenting with the idea of just blind rolling the stats as is. And then figuring out how to make it work with what you've got. And then once you do that, trying to figure out how the campaign itself allows you to, you know, experiment with your character as you move through it. To me, that just sounds like absolutely the most fun thing to do. Interesting. I like that. Like a, I mean, 17, if you, if... Like a 17 intelligence barbarian. I mean, what could be more fun? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay, why don't we why don't we jump in then? So we're gonna do this kind of we're gonna take turns, but we, we want the chat to interact. So Jace, so once again, Jace, you're using what is it? Tetra It's called Tet Tetra Cube. Tetra Cube, okay. Sharon, you are normally building a character. Yes, don't using, using D, &D Beyond. <laughs> And I'm going to use D&D &D Beyond just to track everything, but I'm going to I'm going to randomize everything. So, mm. um, who wants to go first? I can go for, first. Should we do scores first, or should we pick a race and a class? Uh, what do you guys want to do? Chat. What should we do? Start with so scores. All... Start with race. Start with class. Anyone? It's already too late to start with class. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Wait. Where's my my? <laughs> <laughs> no one, no what Bueller, 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 Bueller. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't I start? Because I'm gonna, okay. I'm going random on everything. So uh, let's start. Let's just start with. Uh, let's start with race. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I need to find a, a a chart of all the races. Homebrew or non-homebrew? If you if you click the homebrew selector, it's pretty amazing how many non-homebrew. Okay, <laughs> you guys start off. Jason, why don't you start with your uh, your tool there? Okay, and I'll look up where I could find all of the races that I could roll from. And Chad, I'm going to start first by rolling a d12 to pick out the race, and then you'll take a turn in. Choosing uh, what type of class, so feel free. Wait, where are you getting a, D, a D12 from? My, you, just the basic races? Yeah. Okay. And then I'll have them choose the different <laughs> variants. I was like, I have a D12 in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that brings up an interesting point, because there used to be a time in the, um, kind of like in the second edition world of D&D, um, you kind of... Um, that's kind of how you 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 did everything. You did everything on random tables, if you wanted to. Um, no, we're uh, not using D and D one rules. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna skip the D and D one rules for now because it's too much up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Playtest content can be a little weird, a little wonky. Um, so I use this really cool tool called Tetra Cube, and I've done some 
Twitch streaming about it and talking about it. Um, yeah, good point, Torch. Uh, uh, that's the, sometimes when you couldn't make a decision, you you just kind of hit. You know, you go to the random tables, you roll some D100s, and just kind of build something. You know, where did Brian go? Um, I don't know. He probably blew up. He probably he probably hit a button that was like boom, and he blew up. <laughs> yeah, I did. Oh, there he is. <laughs> I hit the back button in the wrong browser. So what's really funny, or what's really fun with this TetraCube design is this allows me to build everything but the stats. That way mm. I can still use other creative way to build the stats if I choose to. But I do a lot of my character creation via my nar my narrative need and, and not so much I'm a player in a, you know, in a campaign. But the one thing I love about this thing is you can choose the different books. That's so cool. That, that you want to select from, from your, so if you really just wanted to kind of um, have like a whole, like an old school interpretation, um, you know, you could just kind of take everything out, right? You take everything out and just make it the player's handbook and then generate a character. And then Hasid Reen, so it gives you a name. Human Barbarian, Path of the Berserker, Charlatan Whoa. Background, Kalashite Male, 41 years, right? So well, wait a minute, we're doing hmm. score. Is this, is this, it just spits have, out your... You just it, want me to start with my tool, so... Okay. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm doing this part first, and oh. then I'm going to... And, and then the and stats then will follow. Yeah, and then the stats will follow. So okay. normally what I do is when I'm trying to come up with an idea or a concept, I like using this generator. So a lot of times you could just keep clicking it and keep clicking it and get these and get these random outcomes, these random mm. ideas. I like to look at this part, right? I'll look Ooh, at the, you know, wood elf cleric domain, you know, knowledge domain. And that's the crazy thing. This is where I don't feel like I don't, I don't, um, I don't envy you guys at all when you build your characters because honestly, there's so many subclass choices now. Mm -hmm. it, you know, if your stats and your main class alignments aren't quite what you want them to be, I kind of feel like you can use a subclass association to kind of get what you want, you know, out of it instead. So one of the things I like to do is once I know <coughs> a, a character idea that I have here, if I like, let's say I like her, but I her occupation seems okay for a background, but I can still randomize other things about her. Maybe I want to go with a gnome instead, you know, so I can keep mm -hmm. everything else, but randomize the race. Um, or maybe I just want to do a half elf she looks and a generate that half elf. And then, you know, I've got the half elf. So I use this tool to build the bones and the structure okay. of the character. Um, and, and then really all I do is I go to D&D um, &D Beyond. Um, come on. Why don't you take me there? Why are you doing this? Why is it export this? straight to it or something? So here, if I go to my... So if I go to the homepage of D&D &D Beyond... Sometimes, well, see, that's what I wish they would fix that, but I know they don't. So in create character, sometimes what I'll do is I'll use the randomized feature, which BarryBot's going to roll, kind of run yes. everyone through. Other times, I'll just go to my character list, and I know this is embarrassing. I have so many characters in my character list. It's ridiculous. Um, 
So, for example, I might come in here, um, which, by the way, Barry bought level nine Aarakocra I built, right? But just, you know, <laughs> I'll come into like, um, uh, these are ridiculous names. Sock, Sock sniffer. sniffer. Don't. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so. So what I'll do is I'll go into a character that's already built. I'll come down to my dice generator. And then I'll come down here and I'll start rolling my my sets of four. Right. Gotcha. And then, you know, keep the three high, toss the low, and and just doing it that way. Okay. Um and, and then I use that stat set, the Tetra Cube setup, and then boom, I've built a character that I'm gonna try to plug into a campaign. Now, because they're built in the traditional way, you can actually use them as a playing character if you wanted to. In, you don't necessarily have to not use them as a player character. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my process. I, okay. I, you know, that looks so, like a really good tool for building narrative player characters. Also. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, you know, and to me, uh, you know, I build it in such a way that it could potentially come uh, a player character. Um, okay. Now, I use D&D Beyond because it's fun. It's digital. It's easy. Um, but every now and then I catch myself breaking out a notepad and pulling out the player's handbook that we have in the studio and just opening the book and rolling some dice and doing the old mechanical way of just kind of assembling a character from scratch. It's, it's fun to do it that way. Yeah, it is. I think it is a lot of fun to do it that way. I still do that sometimes. All right. I found a list of, of races, playable races, and it happens to be 50. Wow. So I'm going to roll a D100, and this will start us off. Okay. Hey, there's that new one. Three keen. Three All right. Keen. So are we ready for this? Yeah, yeah go for I've it. I've already rolled. Uh, so, Chad, I have chosen a genasi. Now it's up to you to decide what type of element I will be for this character. Uh -oh. All right. So I got a 23, so that would put me at, what, 12? Number 12 on the list? Or 11? Three plus two is five. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. I'm, I'm dividing by two. Am I rounding up or down? Uh, let's round up. I think rounding okay. up's okay. All right. So it's 12 on the last one, two, three, four. Ooh, I'm, a fairy. I'm a fairy. I'm a fairy. All right. And, so what I'm gonna... books are, and what books are those from? Everything. Well, There's... no, it had two acronyms next to it. Hmm? You see the the, the acronyms yeah, next um, to the, the racial list. Uh, so, Sword Coast Adventure. Uh, wait. So scroll down to fairy. Yeah. So it's from W Monsters W Monsters of the Multiverse. Yeah. And uh, what's W B T W? That's a good question. I don't know what that was. Aside from a TV oh, station. Wilderness. <laughs> no Wild Mount. I don't know. Doesn't yeah, matter. That's interesting how they do that. I always love. Okay, so the, I'm going to go acronyms. with standard build. Uh oh. And we're going to do homebrew this. We're going to do that. We're just going to do everything. Um, I always do customize origin. I do that. I do milestone hit point. I do manual. Uh, we don't really use encumbrance. Oh, I do, baby. 
Um, okay, Just in case so you get that player that wants to carry all twelve of the halberds out of the jet. <laughs> That's that would be me. Uh, okay, so I'm a fairy. I am a fairy. A fairy. I am a fae. I am small. But that's your lineage, right? That's your lineage. Your your race is fairy. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so and and Sharon, what's your your uh, genasi? I am a oh, wild beyond the the witch light. Thank you, Torch. I'm waiting for chat to decide. I have four different classes for the genasi. Uh, I have an air genasi, earth gen- genasi, fire and water. Come on, Torch, what should she be? If not, I already ruled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I my first choice is air. Air. Okay, yeah. you're oh, air. Right. All right, my first it. choice is uh, is charisma, intelligence, or wisdom for my magic. So let's roll that. I got a two, so it is charisma. All right. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh, what do you want to... Chase, what about you? I don't know. I'm actually curious about naming the air genasi. Hmm. Should it be funny? <laughs> Let's do a class first, and then we'll come up with a name. Okay. All right. Um, so, uh, I mean, I always have an affinity for artificers. I always do, but I'm wondering, you so know, there's what? Four, I... 14 classes. Oh, well, that's in D and D beyond. Right. Let's see. Do you want me to randomize or do standard? Do standard. You want me to do standard? What, what, what standard in that tool? Well, no, TetraCube doesn't have the same kind of build options. It's just a random generator every time. The whole thing in TetraCube is random. No, I'm going to do it. This is all, mine is all dice. So I'm going to roll 14. So let's just do, uh, I'll do a D12. And if I get a 12, I'll roll a D6 to determine if it's 12, 13, or 14. Okay. I am going to. <laughs> this is going to be interesting dice math here tonight. Well, I'm wondering if I'm wondering if I want to select only certain books, though. So I'm going. I'm, gonna... t- I'm going totally random on everything for me. I want to see what we end up with. I'm going so... to keep Tasha's. I'm going to keep Xanathar's Guide to Everything. I'm going. Right, to... I'm going to. Add or well, you're clicking those. I'm gonna roll the d12 and I got a six. So, oh man, and explorer's guide to wild. It's a fucking druid. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. God damn it. Ah, the hubris. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Although a fairy druid, I mean, what could be better? I was hoping uh, for like a barbarian or something. So last night, <laughs> speaking of druids, oh, I I, I was running through. Yeah, here we go. I was running through uh, uh, Rise of the Dra- or you know uh, Tyranny of Dragons, hmm. and they're like 14th level now. And I threw a whole shitload of yawn tea at them and up to the hit points. 
um, magic use and everything. And one of my players who's had a really difficult time uh, shuffling work and, and playtime has not played for months. Well, last night he dropped back in and he's a druid. So he basically cast, uh, what is it, Tornado or something like what? What's the uh, the druid spell? Whirlwind or something? Whirlwind or something like that. Anyway, he fucking decimated. I mean, they <laughs> none of them... The, the the challenge rating was so much higher than their party and they they didn't even break a sweat because of the wow. druid ruiner game ruiner <laughs> more like fun <laughs> uh so chad i already rolled for the class we are going to be an air genasi sorcerer oh cool okay Ooh. So mine, using just the pre-selected generator, is a human ranger outlander. Nice. Okay. All right. Now the fun part. We need uh, chat. We need uh, we need you guys to to get in on this because now we're gonna name character names. Turtle druid. I don't even know what a turtle druid would look like. A that green. would be so like <laughs> like do you. Do, do they have a fixation with summoning only aquatic animals on line, like on land? I see like a turtle <laughs> whose shell is whose shell is like covered in algae and mushrooms and yeah. stuff like that. And yeah. yeah, that would be pretty cool. Okay, so uh, if we don't get some help from chat, we're gonna name each other's characters. Um, well, see, I, mine generates a name for me too. What's the, what's the name generated? Um, uh, Azir Pashar. Azir Pashar. Okay. Yeah. Sharon. Air Janasi. Um, uh, as the wind blows. Uh, <laughs> Puff McGillicuddy. Puff McGillicuddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Puff Daddy. <laughs> oh, <daddy. laughs> first name uh, first name BJ, last name pasta <laughs> oh we're not getting well, a lot I mean, of help here beyond has a well, generator in it it does it? yeah and the, they put the name whirlwind <laughs> Whir, whirlwind jo whirlwind jones, whirlwind jones. <laughs> well, done, well done shell done well done <laughs> okay, Air Genasi, we need a name. Or a or Horfrost. <laughs> I like Horfrost actually. Or a uh, a fairy druid. I can't believe I rolled fucking druid. God damn it. That's awesome. I think that's just so perfect. Leaf breeze. It's perfect breeze because it wind. is my most hated <gasps> class. Breeze of the wind. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna move on. Sprite, sprite. No, that's too that's too uh, too on the nose. Too on the nose. Keep keep churning them out. When we find a good one, we'll we'll add that. In the meantime, uh, should we move on? Lemon. 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it'd be perfect for your fairy to be lemon lime. Uh, how about oh, yeah. Phil Lemmy Adendron? Lemmy Winks. Lemmy. <laughs> Done. Lemmy Winks, the druid. 
All right. The journey of Lemmy Winks. Lemmy. Lemmy Winks. Lemmy Winks. You must dig deeper and find your way out, Lemmy Winks. <laughs> <laughs> you should not give up, Lemmy Winks. I love the, I love the 70s Hobbit music. Right. Lemmy Winks. All right. Yeah. Okay. I think I think Lemmy Winks is it, obviously, for the for the fairy druid. Right, we still need an air genasi. <laughs> Um, uh, uh, j- uh, Breeze, Breezely, Breeze, uh, Haboob. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Mistral. I like that. Haboob. <laughs> Ooh, Mistral. Mistral. I like that. Yeah, I like the way you, or Zephyr. Ooh, Zephyr. That's a good one. Ooh. Yeah, I think Zephyr's it. Febreze. Febreze. Okay, you're Febreze. Febreze. I actually like the idea of Zephyr Mistral or Mistral Zephyr. Those two I like like Febreze. (laughs) Mistral Febreze Zephyr. Full name. Mistral Febreze. Uh, Okay, well, if we're going to use those, I agree. I think think (laughs) that was fresh. I think Zephyr Mistral is good. Yeah. <laughs> Fabrice. <laughs> I like that. Fabrice. I think you should be Fabrice, but. Or Fabrice. It's your character. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Go down the character creation. Uh, right. Uh, character creation rabbit hole. All right. Um,. All right, what should we do? Uh, what should we do? What should we do next? I think we can skip like proficiencies and all that because that's mm-hmm. just mechanical stuff. But yeah. let's hit the main stuff. Um, uh, oh, I'm gonna crank up. I'm gonna crank this up to level three because that way we can do archetypes and whatnot. And, and, well, here, let's share your screen then. Yeah, Carl. <laughs> when in doubt, Carl. <laughs> Help Carl. <laughs> uh, Carl Cullinane was one of my favorite names from a book series. All right. Druid Circle is there are oh my god. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. All right. So, do you have uh spore druid? Do you have the spore? Was it in around? there? Uh no, there's a whole bunch missing. Oh yeah, circle of the spores. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so there's 15. So I'm just gonna roll a d20 and ignore anything over 15. Fair okay. enough. That's good. Right. Go for it. Nine. 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 One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Circle and of the circle nine. of the land, grassland. Oh, we lost Sharon. Yeah, she hot. She probably hotkeyed something. Yeah, probably. Or when um, you have a lot of tabs open, sometimes you forget. Yep, that's what that I your did. StreamYard tab is open, and you accidentally close it. All right, my bonus cantrip will be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. D20, ignore 19 and 20. 5. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Guidance, that's a good one. Interesting. All right, I'll pick spells later. We don't need to do that. Oh, scores. We got to wait till Sharon comes back for scores. Got to roll those, baby. Okay, so roll what them. what 
what all right, all right you want me to go right into it okay yeah, so i'm thinking that we in 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 basic it was just 3d6 and you did them in order right yeah okay yeah, like let's you, do you pulled out 3d6 dice and those were the first ones you rolled and that's what you kept Okay, how about yeah. let's do four dice, drop the lowest, but do it in order. No, do me a favor. Do the 3d6. I, I would be very interested in seeing what that calculus looks like and then having a conversation about when you finish looking at everything you roll, what mm. if you decide that that whole stack of rolling was just not worth it? You know what I mean? Like, just do the traditional roll. I think that makes sense. Well, Okay. Yeah, but the point of, of me rolling this way is whatever we... Hey, thanks for joining us, Sharon. <laughs> the point of us, of me building completely randomized is whatever I get, I get. Well, so, that's what I'm saying. Just roll 3d6. And okay, so we're going old school, original D&D, &D, 3d6 yeah, in I order. I'm very intrigued to get Barry's opinion on what that would look like for... From a perspective of, you know, selecting. Okay. All right. Well, let's do... All right. Strength. Here I go. I'm rolling. Rolling. That is a, an 11. Okay. Dexterity. Holy shit. 17. Nice. Wouldn't it be funny if I actually randomly rolled the perfect druid character? No, it'd be just... <laughs> super strange. Constitution. There we go. That is a seven. Intelligence. <laughs> seven. <laughs> wisdom. Which wisdom is the primary for a druid? Right? Ten. And What's charis the primary for a druid? Wisdom. wisdom. Charisma. Okay. Is a nine. So those are atrocious. Now, see. Now here's some of the things we used to do to play with this kind of character generation. I would tell the, the player, okay, you can choose to swap one of the stats. So obviously they'd probably swap, you know, wisdom with dex because they'd want that druid okay. stack, right? Yeah. So wisdom becomes 17 and dex becomes okay. you know, the other score. Let's do this. The other thing we used to do from time to time is you deduct two to earn one. Mm -hmm. So you take two away and yeah. you put one anywhere else you want to do. Actually, so. I like that. I've never done that, but I like that. Yeah, I mean, even the very beginning of character generation in general, we were already trying to come up with creative ways to kind of take our basic roles and still kind of make it work. Oh, dude. You know what I mean? The first 10 years of playing this game was all about cheating the fucking ability scores. <laughs> uh, okay, funny, let's funny, do this. Funny, For funny, these funny, purposes... Funny. I'm gonna go. I'm, I am gonna use the four and four dice. Drop the lowest, but we're still gonna do them in order. And what I get, I get. Okay. Okay. Three dice is just that's fucking brutal. All right. So first one I got eleven, which is what I rolled last time. Second yeah. one, Dex, I got eleven, <laughs> which is m much lower. <laughs> It'd be funny if I got even lower this way. Uh, this is eight and five is 13 con 10 intelligence. Here's the big yeah, you're, one. You're, you're like, you're, empty, you're, 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 you're nine, empty nine empty wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> and 
Oh, there we go. 16 charisma. Wow. You just, right. rolled, a, you just rolled a bard. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, you rolled a bard. All right. Well, but, but this brings up a really good, like, interesting conversation. The order of which you create your character. If you get too hooked on the idea of a, a particular class lineage all baked into your mind, mm -hmm. does rolling really matter that much? Because you're going to keep rolling until you get a stat set you want. Right. So does it make more sense to always just roll stats first and then determine what you're building after you roll your stats? Hmm. Like that's, that's My wisdom me. is... Uh... Wait, is there... Is... Your wisdom's a nine. I know, but nine. I'm looking. I'm looking for the racial modifiers. They're not on here. Did you choose your your fairy lineage? Oh, ability score increases origin. Score calculations. Oh, it's just doing the plus plus two plus one or plus one plus one plus one. Yeah, remember those mega menus don't show up on your screen for us, so. Okay, so let's do, I'll do Wisdom 11, and I'll do Dexterity 12. All right, so that's a pretty shitty druid character right there. <laughs> but see, I mean, <laughs> Brian, does it actually make sense to pick <clears throat> out the class and race first? To, to what? Does it actually even make sense to pick the race and class first? It, well... Again, I think it is a, a a question of of yeah. See, like I I kind of agree with Twisted Duo. I like the idea of just yeah. rolling all the dice first. Uh -huh. Don't put them in any particular. Well, put them in order, and, and just wonder. Okay, if I have this stack of rolls, yeah, I may have had an idea of what I thought I wanted to play, but the dice yeah. the, the dice rolls are going to kind of. You know, be once again, the dice are always the random number generator. They're always the chaos theory. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, you're right. This character Otherwise, right, you know this character right here, I would either create a bard or possibly a sorcerer, mm -hmm. or maybe a warlock. And clearly, you're creating anything that's charisma based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it. it if you know what you want, obviously point by is always the best way to go. Of course, yeah. That's You're the way I, I've been course, ever since I started using D&D Beyond, I've been doing point by. I amend that mostly, not every mm -hmm. time because this last character, the the gnome paladin, yeah. I actually did roll and I rolled uh on slack uh so it was recorded because I'm constantly accused of cheating. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I rolled uh, much higher than uh, here. I'll, I'll pull up this character. Uh, Severin Snivelferb. No, Vanderferb. I changed his name. <laughs> so here are my scores. And those were all legit rolled in, uh, using the method I just did. Although oh, not wow. in order. Not in order. I placed them. I was them. Say, yeah. An eighteen charisma, yeah. That's well, pretty... this was with this was with the plus one plus one plus one method. Oh, okay, I got. So you. I didn't do racial bonuses. I just did plus one plus one plus one across gotcha. three gotcha. different gotcha. scores. But yeah, that was legit one time method I just used. I don't know. That's I mean, this whole 
this whole conversation we're having about character creation is kind of having me rethink about some of my future campaigns about how characters mm -hmm. are going to get built. I, I haven't really thought about this in a long time. This is kind of a fun subject for me um, because I've always been very kind of. It, you know, it's funny because I also like, you know, Matt is right. The, the role first, I mean, you, you can almost look at it like this is how you were born. What are you going to become? Mm. You know, it's, it is a very, I've never done it that way, but that is a very interesting way Plus, to roll a character. I like what Mira's done over, cause Mira, what level are you now? 14? Yeah. I think I'm 14 now. One of the other things that's really interesting about character creation which has been both a positive and a negative for me. Um, negative in the sense I don't want people like pining for levels to kind of fix or finish what they're working on. Um, but the the you know the whole thing around the idea that the um, that the you know the whole thing around the idea that the you know as you move through the campaign and you level up right. You're going to get more ability points. You're going to get more options to gradually improve the direction that you want to go in. Mm -hmm. But it just keeps circle. It just keeps circling back. If you're going to stick to these methods, uh, rolling the dice first just feels like the right thing to do. Yeah. Hey, I forgot. Before I forget, because mm -hmm. we are coming up on an hour. We're not. We're not. We don't have to stop after an hour. But we you are coming share up there. Brian's. I do. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so this right here. Wait before, um, we, wait, before we do this, Cher, did you finish your character? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, no, uh, but go on ahead with Brian's. This could be just spread on to another episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you know, and you know that so, she, she did the bite the tongue thing. She's like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't need to go through this whole thing, but I do want to introduce it. Um, uh, so anyway. So I've been working in conjunction with uh, the bearded nerd, Brian Gomez, who is an awesome world builder and content creator and DM. He is, he is if, if any of you have had the chance to speak with him, you know that he is just super passionate and super creative. Um, and he builds entire worlds for his campaigns. I don't think he ever uses published modules. Um, so we're collaborating uh, pursuant to RPG and company kind of becoming a, you know, a, a creator space, uh, as Jason and Sharon and I have been talking about, um, I have been working with Brian on uh, this character builder, uh, character background prompts. Now, this is all his content that he came up with. I have just given it a pretty face. Um, but this it's is a very pretty face. Well, thank you very much. A nice face. Um, and uh, this is my uh, my fairy druid, who looks like a Viking. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but really, all it is, you know, for those struggling with how to create a background, because a lot of people, you know, it's not apparent on how to create a character, or it doesn't come easily. So, for those struggling with coming up with a background story, which may very well inform your race and your class and alignment and how you play. Uh, he has created this awesome list here. So it just goes through things like mm -hmm. what was your childhood and youth and family like? And then a bunch of questions. So you can obviously just pick from these. You can completely randomize it. Uh, he's ha He has everything uh, uh, numbered out to 20 for obvious reason reasons. 
Um, what are your personality and quirks? And this really just builds on, you know, when you when you're in the player's handbook and you choose uh, a background, like say sage, you know, it gives you like a, a six different choices. Well, this is a much deeper dive uh, into that. Um, what was your adventurer training life like? Um, what are your physical traits and habits? And then going forward from there, some questions. So by, by, by utilizing this tool, and then there's a worksheet at the end, um, by utilizing this tool, uh, you can really, at, 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 you can either create an entire backstory and background this way, or it can serve as a, a jumping off point uh, for the thought process of, uh, you know what, now that I see this stuff, uh, I kind of know that this is my background and this is what I want to kind of play and whatnot. So um, I just wanted to, I wanted to use this tonight, but, but this, this process is really interesting because it's uh, eliciting a lot more questions I, than I, I thought it would. Yeah. I do remember traveler. Um, and one of these days when we get a chance to talk about other role-playing game methods of character creation, I think that'd be a real fun subject in the future. But Traveler had a very interesting way. And I've been, as I'm watching this uh, piece... Get, let me interrupt you for yeah. one sec. So yeah. I just want to say, anyway, um, so we're going to publish this, and it'll be available for purchase on both RPG and uh, Co. Uh, website uh, in the shop, and then also um, through the Bearded Nerd uh, it'll be, uh, you know, a minimal cost digital download that uh, that you can use. So anyway, awesome. um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, to um, put that out there before I forgot. OK, Jason, sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, 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 because it, it lends to that. Like I the thing I liked about that, that that document that you guys have been working on is I've been so much like in love with the idea that character creation should just be a story. And I like how, you know, writing your background and like looking at all these different little nuances that kind of make up your character. I, I kind of, you know, it's like, I kind of want the story to always be kind of like the main evolution of the character, the main idea of the character. And then everything else becomes ancillary at, and, and becomes important as you move through the world, you know, it'd be interesting to find yourself just starting off in a world and the world itself becomes your character generator. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like, and I know people toy with, so would idea. you start off as a tiny baby? Uh, well, not, I mean, I mean, maybe, I don't know. You have I know two, a lot of people. You have two hit me. points and in, in your inventory is a, a binky and a extreme. diaper. That's too extreme. Like, <laughs> I know a lot of people toy with the idea of level zero, right? There's even been a level zero campaign that was published recently. Yeah. A lot of people like, what about your journey as like a, like just a commoner and you're transitioning mm -hmm. from commoner into the adventure space. And then kind of let that story of, of that evolution kind of determine your adventuring story mm -hmm. after the fact. And that yeah. maybe, you know, stats come later or maybe you just have, you know, standard tens all across the board. And as you adventure and journey and adventure and build your story and build the idea of your character, you eventually identify, you know, like maybe Barry Bot's Air Genasi, you know, doesn't start as an Air Genasi, but maybe just starts as a simple 
uh, kind of, you know, nomadic Genasi that's looking to discover herself. And as she's journeying, she, you know, she, she has these adventures and these lessons and they kind of shape the story. And the story says, okay, based on being in the story, your dex is now 14 because you've been practicing a lot of nimble skills. Therefore, maybe your deck should be a you know a priority for you right now. You know, I like, I I just enjoy watching the the, the players create these amazing stories about their characters. I often even forget they roll the stats. You know what I mean? It's just like it's so weird. Or uh, you know, I actually, valley. as much as I am tuned into scores and and levels for the sake of new abilities, not just level for the sake of leveling, because I actually think after about eleven. Characters get kind of boring because there's just too much shit you can do. Um, but I really, I really love that idea there of growing. That I never played. Tra obviously, I'm familiar with it. I never played Traveler, so I'm not familiar with um, that particular. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, yeah it it's was, old it's, school. It's an old. It's from the '80s. Yeah, it's from the '80s. I'm not, so I'm not familiar with that uh, particular mechanic. But um, I do remember Middle Earth role playing. And, you know, that had a much more robust skill list. And those skills included like your attributes and you could put, and it was a D it was a percentage scale. Okay. <clears throat> so there was much more room for growth. And every time you got experience and, and, uh, and I don't even want to say leveled up, but every time you right. got experience, you could put, points into anything you wanted so you could be the jack of all trades or you could be the gandalf sword wielding wizard you know like that's still so it's thing like a milestone kind of system in a way kind of but it was yeah. it, it, not not so much milestone as completely open-ended on how you develop your character okay mm -hmm. so instead of i'm a wizard i can't use armor i can't use weapons yada 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 you could be, say like i said like gandalf you could say i want to be a wizard but I also want to wear armor and I want to use a sword and I want to be really good at, at picking locks. You could do that. Well, like Ogren says, micro leveling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That would be a good way to, to describe it. And, and that kind of goes a little bit kind of goes along with what you're saying, Jason, where you're, you develop your character based on what you do rather than, um, what you said, rather than, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I, so. but, but I, and, and I know, uh, Barry, cause you mentioned Tekken and I know you're kind of a gamer nerd too, when it comes to like online gaming and stuff, I kind of feel like there's a, there's an affinity for like the skill point tree. Like we've talked about that too in the yeah. past, Brian, about the affinity for a skill point tree. Like, I feel like I, I, as much as I enjoy my games and the people that I play with, I enjoy their backstories the most. I find their backstories to be the most interesting. Yeah. Right. But after, you know, having a conversation with you, Brian, I know I've had a couple gamer conversations with Cher before. Um, I, I've been gravitating towards like developing skill trees again. Like if you're if you're creating a character for the purpose of involvement in a game, does it really make a lot of sense for an open ended campaign to have a completely predisposed character ready to go? Does it really make that much sense? Or do you have this new kind of adventurer that's trying to find their way in the world and the world's going to shape that adventure? And as it shapes you, your then your character comes into evolution and comes into kind of like creation. 
Yeah, no, and I hard. and, and I think one. no, I, and I agree with you. And it's and like I said, I didn't expect this this conversation or this topic to go in this direction. But I kind of agree. As great as as five E is, and it really is a great system. You know, we've had this conversation. The the difficulty class, the DC based system, can be applied to almost anything. There's enough meat to it where you can feel like you're customizing and whatnot. But mm. to play devil's advocate, I do agree with you. One thing I've always said, and this is this is where I have a problem with Tasha's taking away the racial uh, modifiers and now one D and D um, even evening everything out even more. Although I'm going to contradict myself because once I did start delving into the one D and D backgrounds, I think mm. it is a fantastic mechanic. Yeah. But I do. I have often felt like. No matter what character you create, you're still somewhat similar to every other character in the party, other than your story. Let's put your backstory aside. All right. How many people in the party can cast detect magic? How many people <laughs> can cast mage hand? How many people can stealth really well? How many right. people can pick a lock? You know, it's after a while. It's it's like, am I really that? different other than yeah i'm a paladin and i rush up and hit hit with my big sword type of thing you know what i'm saying yeah rather it's usually than, like the normal or, characters like the ones that don't have magic that are the special ones <laughs> like orem and camping three yeah <laughs> kind of the most unique and and that's what you know matt makes that 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 point <laughs> a lot is like you know a fighter can be one of the most interesting characters there is you know mm -hmm. whereas my head goes to what kind of cockamamie race and class combination could I make to make my character interesting? But I, I agree. At the end of the day, it comes down to your story and how you role play. Because, yeah, the system is not – I don't think it is set up to, to develop your character via mechanics. Mm. I think that does require what you were talking about. Uh, the traveler model, or the the Middle Earth role playing model, or your model, uh, or a or a skill tree, where you really can, you know, like okay, I've spent my time putting my points here and here and here. I'm the guy that is going to pick a lock. Okay, nobody else in the party can do it as well as me. Uh, you know, I'm I'm the lock pick guy. You know, rather than everybody saying I I give you help and I try it, but you know, and it's like, so I really. It's not the way I normally develop characters, but I really like that line of thought. But you know, I that, think one of the that, things that, that requires a completely different set of rules. One of the things that I think, as a storyteller, you have to take into consideration, since I do it full time, you know, as a living. Um, yeah, life board games. Yeah, true. Kind of. Um, one of the things I have started to take more and more into consideration since I've been playing Five E is I've made the DC a variable to the attempt. So if somebody's not proficient in lockpicking, the DC jumps up for them. Yeah. If somebody's proficient in lockpicking, the DC is lowered for them because they automatically have a somewhat advantage to it. But yeah. uh, failures increase the DC at the same rate of success and failures. <coughs> so it maintains the idea of the challenge. But, you know... Um, well, and I've tr I've tried something similar with my with my more in depth uh, skill expertise mm. rules, which are admittedly slightly well, complicated. And I know I asked this question earlier, but I keep coming back to it. Barry, 
I mean, if you if you wanted to play in another campaign with me, which I think the group probably has already said they want to do another campaign together. I think that's been kind of mentioned a couple times. Do you think there would be a much more interesting way to build a character from what you've seen? Because you've built the traditional Mira character, right? You built her the way you did from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Does it feel like it deserves a kind of, you know, review of... Should it be more restrictive? Should it be more open-ended? Do you feel that building a character, you know, like everything that you've learned so far being in the campaign, what would what would be your next approach to building a character or doing that creation method? I mean, honestly, I kind of like go off of impulse, really. I, I still like writing the stories first and then creating the stats after because like, I feel like when you create a character, you're you're like meeting them in person for the first time and like you'll mm. see their appearance and then maybe learn about their story first and then you'll <laughs> learn their proficiencies after. That's mm. my approach to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so well, what happens? What happens when you get to like eighth level and suddenly you don't love your character anymore? You multi-class. <laughs> Yeah, or you jump or, off, or you jump off a cliff and create. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they slipped them on a banana. <laughs> I mean, generally, generally multi-classing. I think it murder them, Vince. Of course, Vince, murder them. Uh, generally, I think multi-class is is D and D five E's answer to I'm changing my career path, basically. Yeah, the workaround. But, but the mult, but they're a multi-class. The multi-class mechanics i think are are even more restrictive yeah because well, like, yeah. T- to be honest when i was playing my rogue character mm. it was kind of a different pace for me to get used to and it was a little bit difficult for me but i still loved the character as a person and i still wanted to play that person mm. so to me if i find a challenge in something i want to like i want to learn about it i want to overcome it because then I don't have to play I them love again. That. I <laughs> love that about how you play your character. And I think that's kind of what created your nickname, you know, the Merometrics, because yep. <laughs> I love how you push the boundaries of what you think the mechanics are doing versus the creativity of your character space. You know what I mean? Right. Like the creativity of your character is what really establishes the boundaries for me. Right. You know, not necessarily the mechanics. I, I, I really that admire that that approach Sharon I'm not sure I honestly I'm not sure uh that I could do that as a DM well that's because you're a control freak that's a different problem (laughs) as I don't know maybe I am as a DM um if if a if a player really is not enjoying their character I'm not going to force them to to hang on to it because it's just going to take away from the experience I will however um because I'm a stickler for continuity I will, however, work with them on a new backstory, how it, how that affects their current character's backstory, and write that character out of the campaign to maybe come back again. Yeah. And I've actually had a couple really uh, successful kind of mini side arcs um, <clears throat> come out of that. Yeah. 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 Interesting. So I, if, if somebody wants to change, they need to give me a good reason. They need to give me a really well thought out backstory for the new character. Um, and we need to work on, on a story on how that 
you know, how that happens so that it's believable. Yeah. It's a, like hmm. character creation to me, it's like, it's, it's building a rela- relationship with that person. Yeah, yep, totally. So, and maybe even discovering that relationship. Yeah. I know for a fact, and I can say this with absolute certainty, the idea of Mira eight months ago is not the same Mira now. Mm-hmm. It's just not. You can you can try to justify it whatever you want, but if you look at the notes and you look at where she is now as a character within the game, she's totally different than what she started. And I've well, prefaced every zero <clears throat> session I've ever started with, if you're in my open world campaign, you're going to have an idea of what you think you are at the beginning, but what you become at the end of it is going to be wholly unique. <laughs> <laughs> No <laughs> somebody somebody patent copyright that no buyer. Oh my god, that's awesome. That is brilliant. I want that. No buyer. That is awesome. Oh. Whoops, that was supposed to be supposed to be a copyright. <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god. No, I I'm really excited to play uh this character. Um I mean, look at the critical role on all the campaigns, you know? I mean, look at the character development on them, you know? Um Yeah. But I think that could be I think that could be hard though for DMs when it comes to the character creation challenge. I mean, sure, we want to create an open world, a fun world and a place for people to practice the art of, you know, telling the story of their character. Sure, we use mechanics to help us resolve intersections, right? When when things hit an intersection and we might need mechanics to help resolve it. And then that outcome gives the players opportunities to either build upon or realize that they've weakened their character through a series of intersections where they're suddenly like, wow, I, I, I kind of feel like, like when you think about Ford in, in the um, Mighty Nine, I think Travis mm-hmm. genuinely fell out of love with the whole Ukatoa thing. I think he didn't like the dark kind of like narrative that his character was taking on. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he liked it. And I think he was sitting around and started playing around with the idea of a new paladin type that goes through self-discovery. And because through self-discovery, they didn't like the whole Ukatoa thing. Then you know what? I, 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 I want to be attached to the wild mother's new kind of paladin. And you I know what that. though? I, I don't dispute that. I think you're probably right. I will say for me personally, Ford was one of my favorite characters from the Mighty Nine. And when he made that change, it completely killed the character for me. And not just because like, oh, I like a warlock better than Paladin, but it it lost all drive for me and all meaning. And I it just, it, it kills. You're upset. You're upset that he doesn't have that southern drawl. <laughs> no, I just. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think. Pursuant to your attitude, um, Sharon, I, I think that. Yeah, I, I, that's uh, that could be very accurate, Jason. That he just fell out of love with that character, but it was also, in my opinion, a very compelling character and a super mm-hmm. awesome. Um, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, drive, you know, with the whole Ukatoa thing. And I think when he dropped that, the character lost all depth. I think, and I and think, and then he was just like, 
the guy in the back, you know, uh, I, casting spells. I, I think Vince has got a point here. This is an interesting point. A little too much parallel to Vax. A kind of a the the dark tropey kind of uh, ba- uh, you know gradually becoming bad boy trope. Mm-hmm. I think it, or bad person trope is 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 the part that made me fall out of love with it. Exactly. Getting- there was no drama left. Well, and so this may actually help answer part of that reason why the drama disappeared. Um, I was looking forward to the resolution of Ukatoa. Well, so was I. I, mean, I was looking big forward time. to its resolution because that resolution was taken away. That was a major felt, story arc. That, But I have to compliment Matt on something that I think a lot of DMs struggle with. And I love doing it, too. Um, sometimes there's unfinished stories. Hmm. And it's not easy. You know, if a, if a character player makes a decision to do something different. I have no problem with unfinished stories. Like I said, that can le- that leaves doors open for revisiting a story or a character or, uh, you know, anything later on. Like, I just it, I just personally feel like that character lost all depth after he made that change. I'm a huge... <laughs> I'm, Get it, Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge... I'm also a huge fan of the fact that the character creation could produce in-game love interests. So obviously when Jester and Ford are gradually falling in love, I think that kind of uh, that kind of affected Ford's or Travis's choice about getting away from the dark back side of the challenge and more towards, you know, learning more about the wild mother and becoming this, you know, this new paladin, you know, the right. oath of the sea or whatever that new oath was that they, you know, the sea paladin that they kind of built out of it. But I that's don't a really fault- I don't. Well, no, I'm him. only bringing it up because I think it's a really good example. No, I know character generation can continue to occur. Yeah, yeah, and I don't, and I don't fault him for making that change. And the way he <laughs> and Matt handled it was great. I just, per- this is my personal opinion. I lost love for that character when he made that change. I'm not saying he was wrong to do it or it was done badly at all. That's just totally my mm. opinion. That's but fair. I do agree that yeah, that is a that was a really really fantastic example of changing the course of a character in a very well thought out way while playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll, uh, thanks, Vince. I will uh, I will uh, meditate on my uh, my transgression. Oh my god, I do love my new chair, man. It's so much more comfortable. <laughs> So Sharon, we need to do one more thing with your character before yep. we end tonight. I can't yep. believe we've talked this long about this ad but hoc. I, <laughs> this but ad it's hoc. all about creating characters. It is. And then, yeah. um, you, know. uh, you need to pick your uh, your subclass, your archetype, before My we subclass. leave. I was I ended up with uh, Circle of the Land. Um. And then I think that we should finish off these well, characters. What class did you end up going with, uh, Bear? I ended up with Sorcerer. Ooh. Talk about having to know a lot of math. Oh, no. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I love Sorcerers. Please. Uh, grasslands, Vince. Uh, I love Sorcerers. I love Wild Magic Sorcerers. Whenever somebody plays one in my campaign... I let them abuse the fuck out of the wild magic rules. <laughs> like, you know where it says every time you cast a level one spell, your tides of chaos, you can, you basically, you get advantage. Okay. Mm. 
and every time you cast a level one spell, if the DM allows it, you roll a d20, and if you roll a one, then there's a wild magic uh, effect. Um, and uh, I think it says I have to read it again. I think it says if you if you uh, if you automatically get a wild magic effect. Like if you just allow it to happen and roll on the table, then you get your your tides of chaos back immediately. So I've been building a lot of new wild magic um, tables and charts. I, Go ahead, Bear. I actually went with storm sorcery for oh, oh nice, cool. nice. I like yeah, I like that. Sweet choice for breeze. <laughs> Faha breeze. Faha breeze. Faha breeze. But. <laughs> the topic of wild magic related to character creation, um, because the new campaign framework I'm building is Divergence, Divinity is gone completely. It's gone. Because it's right when the Celestial Gate gets sealed, so there's no Divinity that's going to be around to support any of the player characters. Mm -hmm. And because of the Age of Arcanum and the complete collapse of the arcane reality of Exandria... Magic is permanently wild for now. Like it's yeah. temporarily, it's kind of like temporarily Ooh. wild. So I'm building a series of random charts. To, I love to that. On. And one of them is going to be, so there's going to be the source of the wild magic chart that'll cross-reference to alternating charts. That way it's virtually impossible for a mm. player to remember all the combinations. So, you know, one of my favorite ones I wrote up was for the next 24 hours you uh, randomly banish <laughs> <laughs> so you could be sitting like you could be sitting there drinking and then suddenly <laughs> your taker crashes you know, to the table and you're gone i think the wild you magic come back like uh, you know 20 minutes later yeah and you're I back think... and you're like I think the wild That's magic crazy. table and especially one like you're developing and, mm. and we need to talk about that offline because we need to get that published. And, uh, yeah, and it's just been, I think that can make head. for the most awesome role-playing opportunities. But once again, it feels like once again, we're always striving to look for something that introduces uniqueness and randomness. Yeah. You know I mean, like there's, there's so much formula that you start off with now. Yeah. You become hungry for the unique, and random nature of your game. Yes. Yeah. You know, it just feels like that these days. And so I'm back into that. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to go to a 20 page book with like 25,000 charts to look through. I just want to do ones that kind of, you know, make sense. I think idea. we need a, I think we need a squad leader version of D and D. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Did I say okay. no enough? Okay, no. so you, no. you take a long rest. Consult X number of charts oh. to see how well oh. you sleep. So and we're what almost the done. First of all, Barry, can you send me the link for that character? I think I want to I want to borrow that character because I have a great idea for that character that you just got. Febreze? Yeah, send me her link. So <laughs> okay, you your name is me, now Febreze. Just I'm send sorry. me her share link because I want to do something with that. But the other thing okay. um, that me and my friend Ivar are going to work in on starting next Tuesday night is we're going to start building a wargaming rule set for D&D so that I can finally take all of my miniatures and we're going to literally start introducing into the campaigns for the future campaigns I got coming up um, where if a major battle can ensue where two competing armies are uh, you know, playing out in your story, we're going to build a rule set to let that be played out. 
That so, is something badly needed because even just a large encounter, you know, the the your six person party meets, you know, 30 thugs or whatever in the street. It that takes like four hours to run. <laughs> Better yet, your favorite, <clears throat> when you have a party of four druids and they all summon beasts. <laughs> and suddenly you have 82 uh, leopards attacking your four orcs. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, hopefully, you know, Ivar's going to join me Tuesday night and live on the TTRPG <clears throat> Academy Twitch channel. We're going to be asking for people to help us do the builds and we're going to awesome. We're going to uh, That's going to be my next that's going to be my next merch thing. item is an I hate Dru or an anti druids t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, That's awesome. whoever created that, you know, it's like, oh, let's create a character that can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. How did we go almost an hour and a half? I don't know. So seriously. We and we didn't we didn't even plan tonight very well. You know what I mean? We thought we were doing the amazing DM 101 thing that Sharon. I know. Because of my dumb fucking <laughs> not paying attention. It's like, oh, shit. What are, let's talk about how are we going to structure this? And it's been an hour and a half. So go figure. I do think <laughs> in the future we should have a free form day from time to time. Where oh, of course. Absolutely. I like the idea that we pick a day every now and then that we all agree. We come with a topic we think we like. And that's we, gonna, you know, that's gonna send Sharon into convulsions. No, no, I don't think. So. I think, <laughs> I, I think from time to time we should just get out of the structure in general, and yeah. maybe Sharon has an idea about. I know she loves magic items. She writes some. Ooh. That's the other thing that you and Sharon <gasps> need to work magic together on. Items. Sharon, you write some of the most amazing fucking magic stuff ever. Like, I will wake up after a gaming session with her. And waiting for me in the private Discord chat is like, okay, I've been thinking about this all night. Here you go. And it's just this <laughs> this diary of this amazing stuff she thought up of. And she thinks up of it in a way that helps the other players. Like she's being creative for their benefit. I just I, I love that. I felt I that. Have a lot of love for let's let's connect on that offline because we may be able to do, I am up to 30 magic items in my, uh, homebrew kitchen collection. Um, and I've been trying to figure out at what point do I take them and publish them into an actual book. So, uh, let's talk about that offline. Um, <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, I, 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 I'm going to suggest that we skip rollies tonight and just let Sharon close us out since I yeah. kind of fucked us on the, on the topic, uh, tonight. Mm -hmm. Um, we will talk about the DM, um, topic next we week as we are already, as we are already set for that. Yep. Got um, the notes and got, got the notes. so yeah. much. I want to talk about yeah. that. So, so on that note, Sharon. You win rollies tonight by default. <sighs> Lucky me. Well, <laughs> thank you everybody so much for joining us for another episode of Lawfully Chaotic. We had a lot of fun talking about character creation and also creating characters somewhat. There's going to be probably a part two along the way, so be sure to check that out. Uh, as always, my, I, my name is Sharon, and I'm Barry about You can catch me here on uh, Instagram and also on Saturdays at the Twitch Club's Dean. D&D's Twitch Club, Twitch D&D, <laughs> on Saturdays between 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific time for the Greenlands campaign, where I play an awesome druid named Mayra, who is also <laughs> the progenitor of Mayra Metrics. <laughs> and, <laughs> 
And uh, Brian, where can we find you? Uh, you could find me at linktree slash rpgandco.com. Best place to find me is Instagram. Same thing, rpgandco.com. Check out my website. Um, I am constantly trying to add merchandise and content. There's a lot of stuff that we're juggling right now. So hopefully uh, a lot more of that to follow. And um, that's it. Where can we find you, Storyteller? Best place is just to head over to Twitch, RPG Academy. And all my socials are over on my... I know, right? All my socials are on my Twitch channel. It's the best way to find us. Uh, the other best way to um, talk to me and chat me up is to head over to our Discord. I love our Discord. We have a lot of fun on there. We're almost up to 400 people. We're super close. Nice. Um, nice. So we've got a nice growing crowd over there. Um, if you don't know who he is, Kaz the DM is currently recruiting for a game. So feel free to pop into the Discord and talk to him. We've got Lots of creative channels, lots of places to ask questions. It's a very safe and fun space. Um, and I do run all of my games through my Discord and through StreamYard. Um, and uh, that's what I do for a living, folks, is I run D&D games professionally. And I'm having a blast. Some upcoming projects, me and Brian and if FairyBot wants to be included, uh, we are thinking of building a Gen Con for a, a gaming convention for the region that I'm in. Um, and maybe see if we can't pull something off with that. Um, we're also uh, working on getting some more guests out, um, and we're going to continue working on that. Uh, and like I've always said, if you ever just want to talk about how to get a game going, and you need a server, you need some help, you need anything to get one going, just reach on out to me, uh, and I'll be happy to get you started. I enjoy that aspect of it very much and likewise um you know if you need if you have merchandise ideas if you've got a small business you're starting and you want some help with that um you have content uh ideas that you need in presentable form that's that's what i do so reach out to me and if you just want some awesome conversation and super awesome creativity that's Sharon's department. Whoops. That, that way. That way. God, I still can't get that down. That way. Fuck! That way. <laughs> just got to think in the reverse. I know. I'm going to point at Brian. Just got to think in the reverse. Just got to think in the reverse. Well, thank you, everybody, so much for joining us. Have a nice and safe evening, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.